if you're still in the mindset of bad behavior needs punishment and good behavior needs reward, you're missing the point entirely that behavior is communication. I'm Rachel Rogers. And I'm Marcela Collier. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents all over the world. If you feel isolated and hopeless, unable to break your cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, and you're ready to feel confident in parenthood and connected to your child's needs, this is the podcast for you. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Marcella. How are you? I'm super excited because it's the beginning of the month and then spring is here and that's my favorite time of the year. And now the Cycle Breaker podcast is live available to everyone. Yay! Yay! (laughs) We heard you and we know that this is something that everybody needs to hear. So that's why we're making it available for everyone. If you are a a customer in High Impact Club, you're able to access the Cycle Breaker VIP community Facebook group. All you have to do is open the description of this podcast and you will see a link to join the private Facebook group. As long as you are a customer of High Impact Club, you'll be able to be a part of this private Facebook group. So I'm super excited about this topic. We are going to talk about tantrums and meltdowns. If anything, I think that's one of my most popular concerns or questions that I get. What about you, Rachel? Absolutely. Yeah. And people think that they're the same thing. They use the words interchangeably, but I learned from you that they are definitely not the same thing. They're not the same thing. And tantrums could become meltdowns. We're going to talk about all that now. A little announcement. Registration is open for the tantrums workshop, where you're going to learn the four steps to stop tantrums in under five minutes. It is not power control based. It's just four steps for you to know how to reduce the intensity of the tantrum so it doesn't go over five minutes. Because according to research, a well-handled tantrum shouldn't last longer than that. And if it does, it's something else or in 70% of the cases, according to studies, is because parents are making the tantrum worse. And you may think it's your child, but it could actually be you. This was actually the first workshop that I attended personally of Marcella's. And it was what sold me on all things high impact club. It was what led me to look at her parenting with understanding program, her other workshops, and then ultimately to partner with her as a parenting coach. So I'm so excited that you are repeating it. And I'm revamping everything because number one is going to be on April 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern time in Zoom. And number two, once I upload the replay, I'm going to upload it with the Spanish version. You're going to find it in your members area after the live workshop. So if you have a child who throws tantrums, regardless of the age, if they still throw tantrums, a tantrum is a high emotional expression. It could come with aggression or maybe a lot of yelling. If that's you and you're dealing with those tantrums and you don't know how to make them be a little bit less time without hurting your child's confidence, without controlling them, without being authoritarian and yelling at them, I highly encourage you to register for this workshop. The link is in the description of this episode or go to the link in my 
bio at Heimpel Club and you can register for the workshop. You are going to get with the workshop three bonus classes, each one value at $57, but you get them for free. One in how to address toddler yelling, because usually before tantrums, there is a lot of yelling. And if you know how to address that, it might not turn into a tantrum. The second one, what to do when they ignore us. And number three, how to help your children calm down the way they like. So many times people tell me, I try to hug them and they hate it. It might not be the way that they want to calm down. Those are the extra bonus classes and you can get them all plus the Spanish version for registering today to the tantrums workshop. Okay, so let's talk about tantrums and meltdowns. Tantrums are a high emotional expression and they usually happen because the child wants to get something or wants to avoid something. The child either wants to get something and wants to avoid something. Every behavior communicates a need and they might try to get that something or avoid that something because they're communicating a need. But that demand itself, I want the green cup and it's the red cup and they only have the red cup because the green cup is not available. It's already in the garbage. It got broken and they're still crying over that. They're expressing a need with that, but that demand itself sparks tantrums. Those high emotional expressions that when they are public sometimes leaves us parents in like, okay, what do I do here? Have you experienced tantrums, Rachel? Oh my gosh, absolutely. With a three-year-old, I feel like it's very common that they start. Thankfully, because of your coaching and teaching and resources that I've learned through books and other things like that, I've learned how to identify the underlying needs so we can minimize those. What really made me sign up for the tantrums workshop was whenever you told me you were going to be teaching how to minimize tantrums and keep them under five minutes, that a tantrum handled well should last no longer than five minutes. That yes. blew my mind. And I was just <laughs> thinking, okay, I definitely need to be here for this because <laughs> we had tantrums that were lasting, even with all of the resources that I had at that point, we still were having tantrums that were lasting more than five minutes. When I started learning from you, it did minimize. And now people are shocked whenever I tell them with a three-year-old, I go days without having any tantrums or meltdowns because we have learned to parent with understanding in our household. There are many days that we don't deal with a tantrum or a meltdown. And mm -hmm. then there are other days where we have a lot of them. So it's, you know, it's kind of like hit or miss, but none of them ever last more than five minutes. For my twins, I mean, do they still have tantrums? Yes, they're five years old, but the longest maybe one minute, yeah. 30 seconds is usually what their tantrums last. And it's because I'm looking to minimize the intensity and the length and not so much what people tell me, how do I stop this tantrum? The mindset that you have when you address a tantrum, my end goal is to stop this, stop this as soon as possible. That's exactly what keeps parents in the cycle of power struggles. Number one, if you have a child who is under six, tantrums are very age appropriate. They're normal. And even if they're a little older, they still do have tantrums. They look like a 12-year-old tantrum, not like a three-year-old tantrum, but there are still tantrums. When they want to get something and they don't get it, or when they want to avoid something and they cannot avoid it, that's slamming the door situation for your 11-year-old. That's a tantrum right there. That's mm -hmm. an 11-year-old tantrum. Do you have tantrums sometimes? <laughs> never, never, ever. I'm, I believe perfectly all the time. Uh, no, absolutely. We would not have the term Karen if adults knew how to behave themselves all the time. You know, like the term being a Karen wouldn't even exist or being hangry 
history would not exist if adults knew how to behave themselves perfectly all the time and like perfectly controlled their emotions. But we lose our cool sometimes and we do get really hungry, which is one of the basic needs. If that need is being challenged or going unmet, then our bodies literally go into that fight, flight, freeze response and we tend to act out. Mm -hmm. It may look different than a two-year-old acting out and screaming and crying on the floor. I sure hope there's not grown adults doing that when they're hungry. <laughs> that being said, I won't teach you how to stop a tantrum, how to stop it. I will teach you how to reduce the intensity and the length because there is a way to do that. In the therapeutic world, when I did therapeutic foster care, we call that de-escalation. We help children de-escalate. And that's why I'm going to be teaching you how to de-escalate your child. Even if it may seem to you that it happens from zero to a thousand in a matter of seconds, there is still a progress. I'm going to walk you through those steps in the tantrums workshop. What would you say to the parents that are sitting here and thinking, well, if my child is tantruming, they need to learn that that is bad behavior and that they need consequences. They need punishment for acting that way or else they're not going to learn how to act better. I want to tell you something. And it's the confusion that people have that consequences is what stops tantrums. Consequences and discipline don't stop tantrums. Consequences and discipline are geared towards teaching children how to behave appropriately in the future. But right now, if your child is throwing a tantrum and then you give them a consequence while they're throwing a tantrum, the tantrum is going to get worse. It's going to get worse because that's yeah. not what they need in order to calm down from the tantrum. Now, when do you discipline and when do you apply consequences and all those things to teach them how to behave appropriately in a different time, in a different moment. Yeah. It's the same way when, let's just say you are hungry, you're hangry, and then just snap at your husband. If he tells you, oh, you don't talk to me that way. When you are at that state, how are you going to react? But if he waits for you to be in a better shape, maybe you already ate, maybe you already showered, you come out of the shower and he's like, babe, remember earlier that I asked you something and then you answered me this way. I didn't like that. How would you respond to that? If that works for us, why would we think that when we discipline our children during tantrums, that's going to help them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not against discipline. I teach positive discipline because I'm a certified positive discipline educator, but it is not the time to discipline your kids. Discipline yeah. consequences is not what de-escalate tantrums. Just a heads up. <laughs> yeah. So good. And I think too, understanding that if you're still in the mindset of bad behavior needs needs punishment and good behavior needs reward, you're missing the point entirely that behavior is communication. So if you try to punish behavior at any point, if you're punishing, you are essentially stopping the communication flow between you and your children. And most parents who have punished their children often wonder why when their children become preteens and teens, why they don't really want to talk to them anymore. And it's usually because they have put an end to that communication flow without really knowing that that's what they did. Let's not talk about the twins because they've been under parenting with understanding since birth. But let's talk about my kids in foster care. When they come to my care, they come from the opposite of gentle parenting. They come from abusive households. They come from punishment. They come from, they were spanked. They were yelled at. They were like all sorts of things, including a lot of abuse in other ways. And when they come to me and I help them through those behaviors, it wasn't consequences. 
focus and discipline will help them minimize their tantrums. If I talk to a child, if I address a tantrum of a child who has trauma, who's been spanked, who's been abused, and then I tell him, okay, if you don't stop right now, then you're going to have this consequence. Then it will go to a meltdown. So meltdowns are tantrums at a higher level. They're higher than tantrums. They're a bigger form of a tantrum because at that point, the child is not looking to avoid or get something. They just out of control. And what could start with a tantrum? The way that we address it, if we address it with a consequence, with punishment, if we address it with dismissiveness, oh, get over that, stop crying, all those things, that could turn that tantrum. It could take that child from a tantrum to a meltdown where they're just out of control control of their own bodies, their own behavior. It doesn't matter what you tell them, they're not going to respond to that until they feel safe again, because that's what it is. They don't feel safe when they're in a meltdown. What is the difference between tantrums at a higher level and tantrums at a lower level? So for example, if you have the considered conversation formula, Rachel's Rogers ebook, it will help you communicate with your child when they are in control of their emotions, when they are responsive to the things that you say, but they're still tantruming. So they might be in the, but I want this, I want this. And they might be a little agitated, but not as much. They might not be on the floor, kicking, hitting, screaming, throwing things, biting you. They're not like that. That's where the five steps of the Consider Conversation Formula ebook will help you. Now, the higher form of tantrums and borderline meltdowns or meltdowns, that's what I'm going to be at addressing on the tantrums workshop and they're already throwing things biting you kicking hitting you what to do with that yeah saying mean things is often what i see too parents will ask me in private coaching sessions about he says the meanest things or she says the meanest things whenever she's tantruming and i'm like ah, that's a meltdown that's usually not a tantrum that's like a full-blown meltdown so i'm glad that you're going to be talking about the difference in that yesterday i was in a little meltdown were you Uh-oh. yes I, I feel sensory over loaded. And then again, it started with a little demand. I said, Brian, could you please lower the TV down? But I didn't communicate my need that well. I didn't say because I feel it's getting too overwhelming for me. No, I just said, could you please lower it down? He didn't do it. And then he turned Alexa on onto something else and I started fighting him. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and then Brian said, we're not fighting. I'm like, yes, I'm fighting you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was out of my own control. I was in yeah. a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> of logic and reasoning. That's really, you know, when we get to that point, even in adulthood, when you understand how brain activity even works, when you're in a meltdown, you're not thinking logically or reasonably and neither are our children. No. Now, one thing that I want to say to parents, especially parents of neurodiverging kids, I have ADHD. I've cared for children with ADHD, OCD, ODD, PTSD, mood disorder. One of my twins has SPD. My brother has Down syndrome. So as somebody who's cared for neurodivergent kiddos and who is neurodivergent herself, I want to tell you that sometimes we don't need to go from tantrum to meltdown. Sometimes we go from happy to meltdown mm-hmm. just because of our special needs. I think yesterday I went from happy to meltdown really quick. And it's 
because of our special needs. What is it about meltdowns? On meltdowns, the nervous system is overreactive. The brain doesn't feel safe. The amygdala, which is the area of the brain that controls the fight, flight, or freeze stress responses is activated. And we are not in control of our own bodies. We don't respond to our audience's reaction. It doesn't matter how much we try to speak to our kids during a meltdown. But then there is a point of transition of tantrums becoming meltdowns. Like the child is still in kind of control of his own on her own body. She's still responsive to the audience reaction. But then she's getting up there because now she's kicking, hitting, screaming, biting. What you do at that moment is crucial for your child to either de-escalate or calm down or be triggered to a meltdown. So it is very important more than anything for you to be able to identify if your child is in control of own body or not, because that will help you understand, okay, my child is in a meltdown or he's in a tantrum and this is what I need to do. So today's episode was to walk you through the difference between those two or between those three, low key tantrums, <laughs> tantrums and meltdowns. And that's what they are. And yes, my son, the one who has SPD is all sensory related. He gets to a meltdown if he gets so sensory overloaded that he doesn't know what else to do and he gets really overwhelmed and me too. Okay. So if you are interested in the tantrums workshop and you know that tantrums are lasting a lot longer than five minutes and you need to figure out how to minimize that, we want to encourage you again to go to the description below this podcast episode and click the registration link for the tantrums workshop and make sure to follow us on social media as well at high impact club for Marcella and at Rach Lynn Rogers for myself. That is both on Instagram and TikTok. And also make sure too, if you are a customer of high impact club, that you are a member of our cycle breaker VIP community on Facebook. There is an amazing group of people there. It is a safe, supportive space. We want to encourage you to go to the Facebook group and tell other members there what you got out of this podcast episode. Some of them may not have listened yet, so that will encourage them. Remember, it only takes understanding to break your cycle. We'll see you next time.